0: And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. Today's Bible verse is Luke twenty-two ten. He replied, As you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters. Today's verse reminds me that Christ knows everything, including our most painful and terrifying moments to come. And he lovingly provides all we need to stand strong through the most frightening and devastating experiences. And I suspect for most of us, A precursory reading of Jesus's words to his disciples in Luke 22, verse 10, inspire intrigue and a sense of awe. And so they should, as they reveal his perfect and complete knowledge of our world. And therefore, they provide clear evidence of his divinity. But I suggest they reveal more truths regarding our Savior's heart that when realized, when meditated upon, can decrease our fears and anxiety during times of uncertainty and crisis, They provide a beautiful example of God's forethought and tender care. Now, I discussed this in a recent Faith Over Fear podcast episode titled Building a Faith That Stands, part one. If you haven't listened to that episode, I encourage you to do so. This is a topic growing in courageous faith through our experience of Christ's love that I love to speak on. If you're an event planner or ministry leader looking for someone to speak at your next event, I encourage you to contact me through my website jenniferslatterylivesoutloud.com. Consider these two bookended scenarios. Before celebrating the Last Supper with his disciples, Jesus took them to a place not known to them prior. Then, after sharing this sacred and solemn meal with these men that he so deeply loved, he took them to the Mount of Olives, quote, as was his custom. So a place he was known to frequent. Now, Is this simply coincidence or might something deeper be occurring here? I believe the latter. You see, by this point in his earthly ministry, Judas, one of Jesus's disciples, had already agreed to betray him. In Matthew 26, verses 14 to 16, we read, then one of the 12, the one called Judas Iscariot went to the chief priests and asked, what are you willing to give me if I deliver him over to you? So they counted out for him 30 pieces of silver. From then on, Judas watched. For an opportunity to hand him over. And Jesus knew this. So that evening, when he sat at the table with his disciples, he said to them, I tell you the truth, one of you will betray me. And we also see in John 13 that he knew precisely who his betrayer was. Verse 26 states, Jesus answered, It is the one to whom I will give this piece of bread when I have dipped it in the dish. Then dipping the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas the son of Simon Iscariot. Scripture also demonstrates in numerous places that this would lead to the fulfillment of God's will, Christ's death and resurrection, which allowed you and I to receive salvation and to experience reconciliation with God. Jesus could have prevented his death, but he chose not to. Instead, he who held the power to lay down his life and to take it up again, advanced towards his crucifixion with determination. but not until he had shared this last evening with his disciples. A night some scholars suggest he guarded by keeping the location of their last meal private, unknown to them, until he was ready to share that meal with them, telling them that they would find a certain man, an unnamed man, who would host the Last Supper at a location unknown to the disciples, but also known to Jesus. Scholars suggest that he did this so that Judas, who was looking for an opportunity to betray him, could not do so at that time. Because Jesus had so much to say to his disciples. Truths revealed in John chapter 13 through 17 that could strengthen their souls for the painful and frightening occurrences ahead. Truths such as that their pain wouldn't last forever, that heaven was coming, and that though he would soon leave them temporarily, he wouldn't leave them forever. He would return for them to bring them to their eternal home. He also promised them a precious gift, God the Holy Spirit, who would live within them to comfort, guide, teach, and empower them, just as he, the vine that nourishes the branches, an analogy for all of those connected by faith to him, would stay with them and empower them and comfort them. Only then, after he had spoken courage and comfort into their souls, did Jesus allow Judas to betray him. In the Garden of Gethsemane, which sat at the base of the Mount of Olives, a location Jesus went to frequently, again, as was his custom, a place in which Judas could easily find him. Once Christ had spoken those last, precious, faith-bolstering words, words I'm certain the disciples reflected upon often for the rest of their lives, words, in fact, innumerable Christ followers have gained comfort and strength from over the centuries. Words so vital to the disciples' faith and to ours that Jesus proactively protected the hours during which he spoke them. And again, this reveals his tender, faithful, attentive heart. He remains just as proactive in our lives as well. Speaking through a sermon, a podcast, when we read scripture, through a song, those precise words we need to hear at the precise moment in which we need to hear them. This means we can trust when difficulties hit, although we may feel vulnerable, unprepared and unprotected, we have all we need in Christ to respond as he desires. If we hit pause in the midst of our pull toward panic, to prayerfully reflect, asking God to remind us of truths that he has revealed in the hours and the days and the months or even years prior, and then we will begin to see his hand, his heart and his ever attentive care. What's more, we can read and reflect upon the courage-building truths God lovingly, faithfully, and preemptively preserved for us in John 13 through 17. In times of tranquility, we can strengthen our souls for whatever battle lies ahead by meditating on and journaling upon those truths and what they reveal regarding God's character, his power, his heart, and his ability to care for us. We can fill our minds and our hearts with Scripture. We can also read and hold tight to those truths during times of crisis, knowing that the Savior who so faithfully cared for his disciples that night so long ago, faithfully cares for you and I as well. Let's pray. Holy Father, thank you so much for the gift of Scripture. Thank you for giving us the Bible, for preserving those words for us, so that we can gain strength and comfort and direction and guidance through them during times of fear and anxiety. Help us to pause and to reflect on those truths that we have read in the days, the months, the years prior. Help us to turn to your truths when we're afraid. Help us to build our souls with those truths so that we have this arsenal ready when crisis come. Give us a hunger for our Bibles, Lord. Give us a hunger for your truth. Give us a passion and a love for scripture. Help us to carve out time each day to fill our hearts and our minds with biblical truth. Thank you that you love us. Thank you for sending Jesus Christ, your son, to show us the way, to speak these truths, to empower us, to die on our behalf so that we could have this deep, ongoing connection with you, God the Father, with God the Son, and with God the Holy Spirit. Thank you that you have given us everything we need through our faith in Jesus Christ to stand strong, even in the midst of life's worst storms. Help us to turn to you, to hold tight to you, and to remember, regardless of how we feel, you are there holding tight to us. We love you and we praise you. And it is in the name of your precious Son, our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ, that we pray. Amen. Your Daily Bible Verse is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Have you ever considered yourself a messenger? Whether it's mics like this, bookshelves around the world, stages to take, or art to make, or perhaps businesses to build— it's time we start testifying truth unashamedly, creatively, and in love. My name is Tamara Andras, the host of the Messenger Movement Podcast, which is designed to catalyze Christians to speak, write, build, and testify. If you're ready to turn your message into a movement and want to run with other messengers doing the thing at scale globally, search and follow the Messenger Movement Podcast on your favorite podcast platform today or lifeaudio.com.